Welcome to the Garden Chapel Youth Ministry Podcast. I am your host, Pastor Peter, and with me is Jacob Brink, our pastoral intern. And we are catching you up on the Teen Sunday School class. Today we are going to be talking about the topic of conflict and disagreement, especially verbal disagreements uh, within our Christian community and how we can handle those things. One thing that can be for certain is that you will have disagreements in life. There's always going to be people that you come across uh, that you don't necessarily agree with or that they say something that you don't necessarily agree with. Today, we're going to be talking a little bit about how do you handle that and how do you respond? Uh, Jacob, so let's talk simply this. First off, um, who are we going to have disagreements with in life? So yeah, I think it's pretty much almost guaranteed that we're always going to have disagreements or uh, yeah, you're going to disagree with people on your convictions, ideas, beliefs with almost anybody. It could be your teachers, friends, parents, a boss, a coworker. I mean, you could just go down the line and name all these multiple people that you could have disagreements with. Uh, to start off the Sunday school class, we talked about the idea of the disagreement of the Civil War and not the normal Civil War. We talked about uh, Captain America Civil War because most of the kids had seen the movie. So we talked about this idea that how Captain America and Iron Man were, you could call them friends, co-workers, whatever you want to in the movie, but they had a disagreement and instead of coming to it, uh, like finding a way to resolve it, like, you know, with words or whatever, they had actually made a split within the team and it caused a bunch of different issues. Yeah, and in, and of course, comic book sense, you know, they fight and battle it out uh conflict over there was kind of about power who should wield it who should be their authority who do they answer to um yeah that's a good modern one you can even go back in history to the real civil right? right yeah you know disagreements on uh should we be allowed to have slaves or not um of course you saw a lot of uh differing opinions from the south and from the north on how slaves should be treated and how do they get their freedom and things like that So, yeah, we're going to have conflict all throughout life. There's multiple people that we could come into contact with that we just disagree with. The question today is, how do we handle this biblically? Whether they're a Christian or not, there are going to be things that we need to do as a Christian, as someone who follows Christ, when we handle these um, verbal disagreements with people. So, Jacob, what does the Bible have to say about what we do in responding to people when I disagree with them? Yes, as we've been going through these topical ideas, the main point that I've been trying to drive across in each lesson is what does the Bible say on each situation? Because it doesn't really matter in the long run what your friend says or what uh, your peers say or somebody like that. What really matters is going to God's word and seeing what he says. So that is the driving point of your life. So we actually went back to the book of Colossians, which we actually went through in full uh, a couple months back. And so we specifically looked at Colossians 4, 5, and 6, which says, Conduct yourself with wisdom towards outsiders, making the most of every opportunity. Let your speech always be with grace, as though seasoned with salt, so that you will know how to respond to each person. So we took that verse, and I kind of split it up into five points on how we can uh, be sure. Like, Paul knew that we were going to have disagreements, so we need to look at how we should respond to each of those situations. Good. All right, so where do we begin? So yeah, we we broke the verse down, and the first idea was to be wise in our response. And it kind of went on the idea of knowledge isn't always wisdom, and we talked about the idea that you can be super smart, you can have a PhD, you can be maybe the smartest person uh, out there, and still uh, considerably be a fool. 
Like we talked about the idea of, for instance, like Bill Nye, he's a super smart guy. He knows his stuff. But if he doesn't have a knowledge of Jesus Christ, technically he's a fool because he's going to uh, eternal damnation. He's not going to be going to heaven. And like that can be considered a fool. Mm -hmm. So one thing that we talked about is that like we can know for certain is that God is in control of every situation. And instead of uh, trying to figure out what we should do, we should uh, ask God for wisdom instead of relying on our own ideas. So and then from that, we talked about James 1.5, which says, But if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all generously and without a reproach, and it will be given to him. So in that, just kind of going off that verse, it's the idea of like, we might not know the heart or the intentions of the other person, and so that's why we should humbly ask God for instruction on how to respond to that person. Good, yeah, and wisdom is going to be key in that because it does dictate how you respond. Instead of it being a reaction, which can be an overreaction or driven by emotion, we respond thoughtfully more of it, and we're thinking through this process. Okay, uh, what else do we need to know? Yeah, so that we came up, or we talked about the second idea, which was making the most of the opportunity at hand. So we kind of talked about the idea that a disagreement can and should be two people talking. Like it's okay to have ideas that aren't always the same, like that happens. Um, and it's an open door to keep the conversation going. We talked about the idea that like if somebody's unsaved and they have a differing idea, that's an opportunity to present the gospel. Like, and you should use that uh, if, it's, if it's an opportunity that's at hand. And so we need to be prepared that somebody might have ideas that we don't agree with, but we should be listening with respect and also listening patiently. We shouldn't be like, oh, well, let me try and drive home my point and then turn them off to whether it's the gospel, maybe coming close to the Lord, whatever it is. We shouldn't be, uh, be trying to come at them, but we should be sharing our ideas and thoughts in a biblical, non-confrontational way. And we kind of also related that to 1 Timothy 4.12, which is kind of the idea that, like, let no one look down on you for your youth. And that's kind of how I was sharing with the uh, students in the class is the idea of just because you're young doesn't mean that you don't have any ideas that are important, but find a way to share those biblically so you're not coming at it as a, oh, look at me, and it comes off as cocky or something like that. Yeah. And James chapter one makes it very clear. You know, we're supposed to be slow to speak, quick to listen, and slow to anger. This concept of just being able to listen and take in what other people are saying uh, helps us process then what, how do we respond to it? And so making the most of every opportunity, you're right. Um, absolutely. We need to think about it in a biblical way and maybe respond in a biblical way because it does present that opportunity to share Christ with others. Now, of course, there's going to be minor differences. Uh, you know, if you're talking about preferences, like I like, uh, dogs, someone might like cats better as a pet. You know, those are minor differences that maybe I can listen to why they like cats and understand, okay, there are some things to appreciate about that yeah. animal uh, and vice versa. I will probably express how I like dogs and why I like dogs, and maybe they can learn a little bit of things. Um, we can learn things from each other in that concept. Same thing with music. Music is a big one that a lot of people have their own personal preference we can learn to appreciate different things through different people's perspectives and views. Even on Bible studies, this is one thing that I have to learn is when I sit and listen uh, to how other people are reading the story, different things pop out to different people, and that's going to be key. You gain some different perspectives. We don't all think the same way 
or the exact same thoughts. Yes, God transforms us and he wants us to live our life in an example after Christ, but he doesn't take away our uniqueness as people. So the cool thing is when we make the most of every opportunity to listen to others, we can actually learn uh, different perspectives of how to view some things. All right, Jacob, uh, what else does the Bible have to say about dealing with conflict and verbal disagreements? Yeah, so this third point that we talked about was uh, the idea of showing grace. And we move forward with that idea, talking about that pressure tactics don't really win anybody over. And you can see that today in social media, how much people go at each other and no, you're wrong, no, I'm right, blah, blah, blah. And it just keeps going. And like nobody comes out a winner in those arguments, uh, at least most of the time on social media. But um, one way that we can uh, see that what does win people over is sharing Christ's love, truth, and grace. And just because your views are opposed or different with somebody else does not mean that the uh, the other person is your enemy. And that can be said even towards an unbeliever. Like, they're not your enemy. Like, you want to try and bring them to Christ. So you should be trying to use your different ideas or whatever. As you move forward, it all comes down to the idea of showing grace to them so that way you're not pushing them away and almost making them an enemy. Like, that's the whole idea is you don't want to do that. And so as we move forward with this idea of showing grace, we need to remember God's grace to us by sending his son. Like he didn't have to do that, but he did. He, that was the ultimate form of showing grace. So if he was willing to do that for us, why can't we show grace to other people? Yeah. And uh, bottom line, we have a saying in counseling that simply comes across. People don't care what you have to say unless they first know that you care. Uh, that's going to be key in this. You, you have to be willing to live your faith out, show love and mercy to others, um, and they tend to be more willing to discuss things with you. Yeah. An argument is just two sides battling it out and people getting entrenched in their views. It doesn't help us to gain perspective. It doesn't help us to see anything differently. It just becomes more of a heated word match. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing we need to be careful with. So, yeah, I like what you said there. Don't use the pressure tactics to try to win anyone over. Uh, that goes with witnessing, too. You know, let people think think things through. Let them mull it over in their own time. Um, sometimes we just need to let the seeds that we plant of the gospel in people's lives uh, kind of take root. It sometimes just takes time. So, all right, what else? So, yeah, our fourth point was uh, seasoning our conversation with salt. And we talked about how the idea of back in Bible times that salt was used to preserve food and to give it taste. And, like, they didn't have refrigeration back then like we do. So one of the ways that they preserved food was to use salt. And so we are the salt of the earth when we blend the truth of Christ into our conversations. And we kept using this idea of like salt and flavor. So we maximize our flavor to bless others uh, when we speak mercifully, truthfully, and personally. So we can't come at somebody. And once again, this third and fourth point kind of go hand in hand. But like we can't come at somebody and expect them to be like, oh, yeah, you're right. Like we need to come at it with a way that we're seasoning our conversation with salt. We're being careful. We have to make sure that we're coming at them in a way that will show them respect while also trying to get the point across in a, uh, in a kind manner. And also we have to make sure that we're not twisting the word of God to fit our own ideas because sometimes we can see that maybe we're the ones that are wrong if we go to God's word and make sure that we're looking in it fully and truthfully so that way we're not uh, going off the deep end maybe the way that we think somebody else is. So we kind of uh, came to the conclusion that we're going to use salty conversations 
to be real and show Christ's love to other people. Good. Yeah. And one verse that comes to mind is Ephesians 4.29, which talks about giving grace to those who are the hearer, uh, using encouraging words, build, building people up, using good, just good, hearty words to help lead people closer to Christ. Um, and that might not necessarily be using direct biblical things, but it means just being an encourager, saying, good job. Hey, you did an awesome job with this. Um, being positive in your language. Um, yeah, salty conversation, that's a good way of putting it. Uh, and then what else? So we kind of wrapped it all up with, if you do each of these things, it'll help so you know how to respond, you know how to answer. And so it kind of uh, comes all to a conclusion, remembering that the Bible has all the answers, not just some, like every answer can be found in God's Word. So we ultimately need to watch how we respond. So when it comes to people that are in like an authority uh, figure uh, or they're in a place of authority, we might disagree with them, but the Bible does say that we need to show them honor and respect. And that's like non-negotiable. Like if they're in a position of authority, like God has put them there for a reason. So even though we may disagree with them and maybe they are completely 100% wrong, we still need to show them respect because that's what uh, we have been told. So when we show them honor and respect, we're also honoring and respecting God, and I think that's really important to remember and understand as we move forward. So we have a responsibility to pray for and love them just as Christ would. And we kind of talked about the idea of 1 Peter 2.17 along with that, that it's not up to us to persuade somebody to change. That's that's God and the Spirit's work. Good, yeah, and, and not just persuade, but also convict. I mean, again, you're not going to—having discussions are not always going to change people's minds— God's Holy Spirit will definitely do that. Um, he, he That's part of his job and role. And yeah, the key is, you know, when you deal with confrontation, when you deal with arguments and disagreements, the key is not to let your opinions or preferences get ahead of you, but to go back to God's word, like you said, um, and check to see what God has to say about it first. Wrestle with that yourself for a little bit, and then you could challenge some of the disagreements that you've confronted or, or have had. So, all right, Jacob. So just to wrap up here, uh, we're going to just finish with two questions. Where do you find it hard to agree with someone? And then how can you use what you've learned today to respond in a way that honors? Can you, can you give us an example? So for me personally, I think it's very easy or yeah, to disagree with somebody when I feel like as if I'm right, like, oh, I know all the answers, I put in the research, I put in the time and effort, and then somebody comes along like, well, I think it's this. And it's very hard for me to agree with somebody when maybe they come at it with like a cocky attitude or they think that they know it all or like, and they, and I put in the time and the effort. And I feel like that's when it's really difficult for me. And I think just remembering like watching the way I respond and in terms of resp uh, responding to your question on like, how can I use what I've learned? making sure that I think before I jump forward and uh, just spurting out whatever I want to say, like, oh, well, what does God's word say to that? Maybe going before I jump into response, looking and seeing, oh, like, does this line up with God's word? And is what I'm about to say line up? Not as much worry about what he's trying to say or the other person's trying to say, but in what is what I'm saying lining up with God's word? And I think that's really important because a lot of times I like to jump ahead and be like, well, this is what I think. And I really need to go forward and remember, well, what does God think in this situation? So I think that's what I want to remember most from everything that has been learned is, yeah, like, what would God, uh, what would God say? And also how would God respond? Like, what would his action, like, moving forward and just watching how I respond to that person. 
one final note that we're going to end the podcast on here then is we're going to go back to Colossians. Uh, we kind of started there. We're going to end there. Colossians 3.17. This is kind of key. It says, and whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God the Father through him. And so there we're going to just highlight here doing everything in word. Today we discussed a lot about how do we deal with arguments and conversations and disagreements. A lot of those times that's going to be verbal, but we need to remember that even in conflict, even in disagreements, we need to do what brings God glory and we need to live our life for Christ. And so that's the challenge for today. We want to thank you guys for joining in on today's podcast. We want to encourage you guys to come out to our Sunday school class at 9.30 on Sunday mornings uh, downstairs. We hope to see you there this week. Have a great week. Bye.